What is happening, everybody? My name is Julius, and I am here once again to talk about some Spider-Man stuff. Uh, it is the week of Spider-Man No Way Home. It is coming out. We're seeing it. It's ha it's happening. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> is that Keanu? Is that your Keanu impression? I, I was trying to do a uh, uh, Toby without knocking down my camera. <laughs> I'm glad um, you didn't. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, so here we are. Uh, I'm with a very special guest, someone I've talked to in the past before. Uh, it is real James. James, how are you doing today? I am blessed. I cannot complain. I am just so excited. I know we set, we were talking before the show. I'm just so excited to be a part of this because you guys have grown this channel tremendously. I'm just so proud of you and Angel, what you've done, the audience you've built and the community that continues to flood your comments. And it's just, it's a testament to your guys' hard work and your work ethics. So congratulations to you both. Well, thank you. I, I knew I had to have you back because you have a voice for radio. That That's oh. a killer voice you got there, dude. Thank you, sir. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate that. I actually did radio for a little bit, and then I was like, you know what? I like being in front of the camera, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, well, there's no problem with that. There's no problem with that at all. Uh, so, so here we are. We're here to talk about uh, not a Spider-Man film. And I know you're thinking, what? What the hell? What does that mean? Spider-Man week? You're not talking about spider -Man? No. We are talking about uh, a, a, a unique part of this journey home. Mm. Um, we're talking about the first Spider-Man film in this Spider-Man franchise. That is not about Spider-Man. Not about a type of Spider-Man. Not about a variant. It is about Venom. Uh, this is a, a character who is highly loved by fans of the comics uh he's brought into spider-man 3 so even mainstream audiences are familiar with venom um the idea of a movie about venom specifically has been i remember hearing about that since the raimi days i don't know if you mm -hmm. remember that james do you remember I do, that? and it's I 100% remember that. And actually, it's funny because I'm going through my uh, Spider-Man rewatch up until Far From Home screening this week, and I'll tell you, I went through Spider-Man three, and the visuals are great. I see what Rami like might have wanted to get to eventually, but Venom definitely didn't have a place in that film. However, mm -hmm. I I wish I would have, we would have seen Sam Raimi actually develop a Venom storyline. But that is probably a podcast for another day, man. It really is, and but I'm I'm gonna just elaborate on that a little bit. Is that a properly set up and properly executed and evolved Venom in the Sam Raimi context could have been one of the most frightening things in the comic book movie genre because the guy is the king, evil dead, evil dead Two, army of darkness, drag me to hell. He's the king of that genre, you know? Yeah. So if I was scared by green goblin growing up, Willem Dafoe is green goblin, a, a Venom of what you're talking about could have been horrifying. Of course, of course, Julius. And it's so funny because in Spider-Man 2, we get that sense of horror. I mean, yeah, we got it with Willem Dafoe in the first film, but I think Sam Raimi just like doubled down on his style of filmmaking. Uh, the tentacle scene in the hospital oh uh, or the, sur the surgery room. So when we see that first person view, when we see the saw, when we see everything just like, it's just terrifying, but that is Sam Raimi. Yeah. So I would have loved to see a proper <laughs> Venom storyline fleshed out because you're right. I just think Sam Raimi, that is his bread and butter. He's able to blend in slapstick and horror. And he's also got a good grasp for the superhero genre, as we could tell. So, I mean, maybe we see more horror and doctor strange too huh what do you come think? on please yeah, man. please i want the i want the 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 the, the whited out pupils that's a sam oh. raimi stat uh, a staple right there you know yes sir imagine we see the uh the version of doctor strange from uh the what if 
and he and and oh. that and that happens with his eyes i'd be like man that's the best movie ever Thank dude you. I would freak out, but that's the thing with Sam Raimi. I I think he's a respected enough filmmaker to where Kevin Feige is gonna say, you know what, dude? You remember what you couldn't do with Sony? You could probably do it with us now, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Me too. Uh, so when it comes to Venom, the character, there there's a lot of history behind him. I, I uh, Tom Todd McFarlane creation. Uh, not I was about to say Rob Liefeld, not not Rob Liefeld. Uh, Todd Todd McFarlane is a, the creator of Venom in this, and uh, he it's very like I said, very intricate, very interesting history where the suit itself was introduced in the Secret War story in the comics. Uh, Peter just during battle during the 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 uh, pause of battle, he's like, my suit's torn up. I need a oh a machine that creates suits. Okay, and it's black this time. I'll put it on, and then he fights and everything. And there's that famous image of him on the on the cover you know with the the black suit and then he takes it back to earth and it's revealed that it's a symbiote that propels the negative aspects of one person one's personality and that's when venom is born and it transfers to eddie brock and it is it, it is horrifying because he's yeah. the antithesis of spider-man so what how familiar were you with the the idea of venom prior to this film so before this film my my fascination with the character of Venom really started uh, as a kid with the uh, the cartoon, the Spider-Man 90s cartoon, yes. because I, I found myself scared of Venom, but also intrigued because I could already tell as a kid, okay, this suit is changing somebody. Like this person probably is not like this, but the suit is just magnifying yeah. their bad qualities and characteristics. So um, the idea of Venom getting his own film kind of separate from the Spider-Man lore uh, like is a bit odd i think to suggest to anyone you know because he is he's got the the white spider on his chest he doesn't he's from spider-man he's brought by spider-man so the just suggesting we're gonna do venom kind of outside of that world um when you hear that what do you think initially yeah no the idea of venom really allowed my imagination for Spider-Man films, TV shows to branch outside of Queens because I was always like a oh, friendly neighborhood, but the idea of an alien symbiote mm -hmm. coming down to earth and then like literally being I, at the time for me was Spider-Man's toughest opponent. It was just, it was mesmerizing, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I always pictured this idea as kind of, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because the, char the characters look. I always pictured this to be kind of like in the style of like a Prometheus or an alien. You know what I mean? Like a, something darker and horrific because that's what he is a, a separate from Spider-Man. You know, he's he's a dark character that doesn't have much humanity to him. So the idea of, of doing that, I was like, okay, maybe that's the... The way they can do obviously that's not the approach they went with uh in the in the 2018 film um but was there were there any names on your mind of like okay this is this is going to be a venom film it's not going to have spider-man it's not going to have topher grace in it for sure what was there anyone you thought could could do that role well at the time Ooh. to be honest with you mm -hmm. i hadn't Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought. I think Topher Grace ruined it for so much for me <laughs> that I put live action outside of my own mind. I was like, I can't even. I don't want them to go back and try this again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like after that, you're just like, man, I'm not even sure if I want to see Venom again anymore. Yeah. You, but you know what? Now that I think about it, 
if Christian Bale were younger, mm. I could see because he he can he can really do the whole like I'm normal, but I'm also a psycho pretty yeah. well. Yeah, American Psycho and even Batman being that uh, exactly examples. Of that. Or you know what? Now that I think about it, Julius, mm -hmm. a Barry Keoghan could do a good job. Oh you yeah, know? I don't know why. I can see it because he has this like sinister side to him, mm -hmm. and he is a serious actor. But people just like automatically look at him and think like, ah, oh, he's just like some I don't know some like quirky dude. But no, he's yeah. got a serious side to him. Like in the movie The Killing of a Sacred Deer. He was very serious and very good in that dramatic role. So I feel like he can dive into the whole Eddie Brock thing and then mm -hmm. get into Venom pretty pretty uh, seamlessly. So I, I think a Barry Keoghan could have worked too. Oh, that's interesting, dude. You know, there's um, it, we're, we're talking about a very serious uh, take on Eddie Brock and Venom. I, I want to recommend this short film uh, as a fan film uh, on YouTube. I've talked about it before on the channel. I talked about it during our Spider-Man 3 discussion. Um, it's it's a short film about Venom on YouTube called The Truth in Journalism. And it's the, the I think you would love it also, is because it's it's set in like the 70s or 80s. I think at the 80s it's set in. It's shot in black and white. And the idea is it's following a French documentary crew in New York. And their subject is Eddie Brock after the situation in the comics that got him fired from the Daily Bugle. And they're just looking at him and they see how much of a scumbag he is, you know, how disturbed this dude is. And it's revealed later on that he has the symbiote and he's uh, he's killing people and he's murderous and everything. It's a very dark take on the Marvel Universe. So I, the truth in journalism, I recommend it to anyone who was expecting something different from <laughs> you know it's funny you bring up short films too because i'm checking that out but mm -hmm. there's this other trailer i saw for a fan film for spider-man have you seen it's like a live action take spider-man lotus yes yeah so i'm like all these fan takes on the spider-man universe i'm like listen y'all this is getting much better than i remember it being years ago julius <laughs> yeah we were uh we were lucky enough to interview the director of that that fan film. Ah, i did see that yes yeah and um that guy's a great guy he got he has a real handle on spider-man i want to see his take on venom because it'd probably be badass <laughs> uh so let's let's talk about um the casting of venom they cast Venom finally. You know, we, you you brought up your guy. I brought up Nolan because I never thought this movie was going to happen. It's Tom Hardy as Venom, as Eddie Brock. Initial thoughts on that casting. What what do you think of that? So I hear the name and I'm in because right. it's Tom Hardy. I'm like, right. oh, I love I love Tom Hardy, but seeing him play in the superhero universe, like that's amazing. Sign me up. However, I will tell you mm -hmm. when I saw the trailer. <laughs> that turned me around on the character and the portrayal of the character because of the accent. Do you remember the accent in the first film, Julius? Yeah, I remember it in the first one. I remember it heavily in the second one because he kind of like does this 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 thing with his voice that's a bit – it's interesting to say the least. It, it is. It is. So I, I will tell you that I was a fan of the casting on paper, but I don't blame Tom Hardy. I don't think it's his fault. He's having fun with the role. Yeah. I do think it's the direction and I think it's the writing that comes with Venom, and I know we'll dive into that, but oh my goodness, Julius, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he, he's doing this pseudo, like, Brooklyn thing, with this, like, he's talking like this, and those, you know, like, and that's, that's cool, it's funny, but it's, it's just like, okay, that's that's bizarre also. Yeah, and he's, he's trying to be a nerd too, Julius, right? He's bit. having that, like, a little bit of that nerd, like, I'm that like, nerd okay, lisp like, to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, what are you doing with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
You know, honestly, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I find that there isn't much to discuss in regards to this film because it's for me it wasn't super memorable watching it. Um, it it's kind of it's a bit mediocre to be honest. You know, and I, I want it. I want every film to be great. I want it, especially with a character like Venom who is tied to Spider Man. But I think this. Uh, it, its failings lie in concept of we're just going to try to do this on our own uh, in a way that Marvel's perfected, but they're not Marvel. They're just not. Oh, I think no, I totally. Oh, yeah. oh no, no, I was I was gonna let you finish because I'm like actually like shouting you down. I'm like cheering oh, you sorry. on, and I didn't want to cut you off while you were speaking. <laughs> Come on, man, be my Venom voice. Do it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, um, I agree with you. Um, if anyone saw my Venom two review and my venom one review is like years ago julius mm -hmm. like the channel before it was real james and i'm gonna be honest with you man i didn't like the first venom and i really didn't like the second venom now mm -hmm. again these movies they do that thing where they're going for the low-hanging fruit the cheap jokes and they're trying to make up for the lack of actual story and you know concrete foundation for the actual concept like you said because they're like, hey, if we get them to laugh, it's the Deadpool formula. Yeah. And I'm like, no, dude, no, we don't need that much humor. Like, this is a Venom film. We need it to be a little bit darker. And they kind of yeah. ruin the character for me, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, it's sad to say that because he's he's not the same character. This was never going to be the dark villain that Venom started out as. This is going to be an anti-hero that, that they want to pitch because anti-heroes... I mean, I don't know about nowadays because villains have been selling tickets lately with Joker, Suicide Squad. But back then, we didn't have that. We had, like, Deadpool. We had, um, what what else? We had uh, uh, Logan come out at, at that point. We had Blade way back in the day. You know, the anti-hero sells, for sure. And uh, it's unfortunate that they were, ne it seems like they were never going to approach it being, uh, like, the way that something like Joker was approached. I agree with you, and I, I think that the model wasn't there yet mm -hmm. for them to go that full dark route because they weren't confident. The studio thought, mm, will we attract a wide audience? Maybe we won't, so let's go safe. But, man, it's just it, it did a disservice to me, and I'm sure to you as well, mm -hmm. when the character turned out to be a, a mockery of right. itself. Like, I didn't take Venom seriously. And then you throw in these, like, hammy villains that, I'll be honest, I don't hate Sony. And this is going to come across as me being a little bit of a hater, but you can tell that there was some studio interference, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's great that you started it out like that. I don't hate them, but... Uh, no, I, I know, but uh, yeah, I think it's unfortunate that the protagonist, or uh, the antagonist of the first film was just another symbiote. You know, I wish that it was something uh, different, because now when he fights Carnage, it's just, oh, oh, he fights other symbiotes. That's his thing. You know, they brought in Shriek uh, to kind of balance it out a bit. But Did I, they? <laughs> I, I really don't know what they were doing, honestly. You know, but um, with the, the this first film, I, you know, it, it feels very like you. I think the, the perfect phrase is low hanging fruit of like, we don't need to put so much thought into even the conflict of this. You know, it's not about him versus the villain. It's, it's about. Uh, these two beings, Eddie Brock and Venom, like kind of getting together and learning more about each other. Yeah, and they, they were trying to go for that like buddy cop angle. Right. And I can see how it would work, but it needed to be with a different director and writer altogether. Uh, yeah. Ruben Fleischer, I think, is the. Yes. Uh, so he did a good job with Zombieland, but like yeah. this was not 
like he's not that type of director for a superhero film because the source material was never explored properly. Didn't they mm -hmm. also mispronounce symbiote? Yeah, they yeah. had um Jenny Slate in the film and she uh pronounced it symbiote, I believe. Oh gosh, it's like Avatar: The Last Airbender, Ong instead of <laughs> Ong, Ong. All over oh my again. God, uh, Katara. Hey, how are you doing, Katara? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. But that's the issue when you have. I think when you have people in places for these sort of films that don't really get the material. I think Tom Hardy gets the material. It's just the way he's being directed, you know? Yeah. He loves it. This is his baby. But I just feel so bad not enjoying it because he's decent. He's probably one of the more decent actors in both of these films. But, man, I just think that they really missed the mark with this introduction to Venom live action. They're rebooting the character on a live action stage again after Spider-Man 3. And this was the result all these years later? Yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. You know, it's it's funny because there are elements of this version of Venom, especially now with Let There Be Carnage, that are um <laughs> that are just as campy as some of the stuff in the in Spider-Man 3. You know, uh, especially with Let There Be Carnage where it's that's almost a romantic comedy with them, you know, like the odd couple it's it's on the level of it's not as funny or as entertaining as bully mcguire you know but uh it's on that level you know what i mean like what? i 100 percent know what you mean yeah i i walked out of that screening for let there be carnage and someone said it's a rom-com i'm like yeah is it a rom-com i guess maybe that's what they're sort of going for mm -hmm. but again too many threads to pull from you know yeah. too much happening i just really wish that there would have been a fresher approach and maybe less comical yeah i just think that they needed to come and start this franchise differently because you know we're getting the third movie julius you know we are sure yeah sure i hope he, he does something more interesting and in, in in that film because i you know i feel like they were trying to make things interesting in this film especially with the antagonist played by uh, riz ahmed you know he's someone who looks at you know climate changes like oh we're using up everything in this earth so we're gonna go to another earth and he's kind of elon musky and everything there could have been something interesting there if they had focused on the uh the classism the classism that you know obviously uh uh eddie brock is down on his luck uh this guy is but i don't even remember his name you know so that's that's what i'm saying that's the thing i i don't remember any of these characters names outside of tom hardy's and i'm like i forgot yeah. donnie Wahlberg was in the movie until the second film like we screened <laughs> it i was like oh that's right he is in the series like what <laughs> i yeah yeah it's uh it's a bit unfortunate because this is this is a character that has such a hold on spider-man's lore you know, like Venom is so just his look alone says everything, you know, especially when uh, compared against uh, Spider-Man. And I know that the reason that uh, people were excited for this uh, was the idea of it crossing over at some point with Spider-Man. And, um, you know, I still want to see that. It's just it, it, now it feels like like Little League versus the Dodgers or something. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, but I'll be honest with you, Julius. I don't uh -oh. want to see it. Um, I, I <laughs> well, hope you're going to no get it. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I, We saw what happened in Let There Be Carnage, and I literally got up out of my seat, and I looked over to my friend, and I said, I cannot believe this is happening, and I hate it. I'm sorry. Not, th not like this. Not like this, Julius. <laughs> not like Please. This.
Oh man, man, I wish I was there to give you a hug, you know? <laughs> I needed it, man. It was just so rough to get through. And then you, you start to come to the realization that, okay, this is probably Sony saying, we'll let you work on Spider-Man, right? We'll give you the creative rights and we'll let you produce everything, but you better include our boy Venom, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, great. Here we go. We got to like, I, I, I feel like that was the trade-off. There was no way. I mean, I don't think Kevin Feige wanted this Venom. Well, you know, MCU, right? there's that infamous interview of them, uh, of him and Amy Pascal uh, promoting Homecoming. And they're, you know, it's one of those press junkets and, and the guy asks about Venom and she's like, oh yeah, it's going to happen. It's possible. It's going to happen. And then Kevin Feige just looks like, <laughs> like he's got Is that it? look like, excuse me, we had not talked about this. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. I feel like sometimes that's what happens, you know, when you got two different, you know, big studios and, yeah. and they don't always like kind of agree on everything, which is fine. But I just I really think that if this were to be taken underneath Marvel Studios umbrella, they probably would have done a little bit of a better job with the character itself. Yes, absolutely. They would um, they would definitely take care of the character better. I, I like the uh, the approach to Spider-Man's villains. Uh, so far in the MCU, I, I think Vulture is a very underrated villain. You know, I, I, I love I love him. What, what do you think about the approach of the villains here versus how Sony is with these these like Morbius, Craven, Venom? So I, I've come to the realization that I feel like all the villains we've seen on the Sony side of things, they're there for setup. Right. All the villains on the Marvel Studios side of things for me. They have more emotional layers and their stories have meaning. And whether you agree with the decisions of the characters or not, no matter what, you understand why they're doing what they're doing. You don't have to love it, but I think it's so special. For example, Far From Home mm -hmm. with Mysterio, right? And also yeah. I do agree with your point about Vulture being underrated. I just watched Homecoming today. And yeah. let me tell you, Julius, right? that movie gets better and better every single time. So. Right? <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And then with Far From Home, with Mysterio, yeah, I hated what uh, Beck did. I thought it was terrible, but I think that I understand where he's coming from. Him and his team were thrown to the side by Tony, right? Mm -hmm. So you can understand why they would want to rise up and assume that center stage and gather that attention and then bring the spotlight on them, right? They, yeah. they want to represent the little people, but they're what they're doing essentially is they're the evil Tony Starks, essentially. Yes. I mean, that's what they're doing. So, yes. But we don't get that sort of storytelling, do we, in the no. Sony side of things? No, we don't, and especially considering that, like, if we're looking at the villains themselves, the villains, I th especially Mysterio, um, they're going to do more interesting things against the villain, whereas some you picture Venom meeting... Uh, uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, it's it's just going to be a fight. And then they're probably going to team up, you know, whereas Mysterio is going to outthink Peter Parker and we're, and those consequences are still felt in this new film. You know what I mean? So I feel like that is definitely uh, a sign of, of approach, <laughs> you know, and how it's different for each, uh, each side. Yeah. And I, I really am hoping that Sony might start to give these villains more staying power. Because yeah. we already see Tombs like show up in Morbius, sure, but we know that Tombs is coming back uh, in the MCU proper, mm -hmm. I'd imagine. But I, we're not seeing to. Carnage again. Like I don't we're know. not gonna see Shriek again, right? I mean they just kinda wrote them out. <laughs> Unless they do like variants in the uh, in the future. 
of uh, oh gosh can you imagine the variants are the answer for the sony side of things too (laughs) honestly i think that's what they're gonna do you know i i I think they're probably gonna merge the universes together um uh somehow they're gonna have like the 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 morbius and the uh the venom character stay in the mcu and i and i would hope like yourself that kevin feige's team has more of a grip on or, or an equal grip on those stories you know I, I think they will. Um, I, I think, if anything, uh, the notes that Kevin Feige will drop for the Sony side of things, it's going to help tremendously. I, I do think that if we were going to see Venom play ball with MCU or with the MCU, then Kevin Feige is going to be like, all right, well, yeah, we'll, we'll play ball. But you need to start like handling this character <laughs> in a certain way that ties in with us seamlessly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I would hope that they uh, have just have a new approach, you know, give us something a bit darker because the the last two films have been played up uh, for laughs you know what i mean like they feel like comedies and this is a character that eats people (laughs) yeah and i'm not gonna lie to you julius i i feel like sometimes franchises they can churn out one bad movie sure and then they'll put out a sequel that's great and then another sequel that just continues to build Mm -hmm. but with venom if they put out a third movie and it's dark I think they lose a lot of their audience. I mean, that's that's the issue. Is I'll be that there. Sony? So I'm, I'll be there too. But <laughs> Sony's like gonna lose that audience. That is like, hey, yeah. want to go to the mall and watch Venom? Sure. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh man, that's sad to say because you know, or or maybe it could the pendulum could swing the other way in in the way that uh, Logan. Like that's a, a very different film from the other the rest of the X Men. You know, uh, they're they're gonna be approaching Deadpool and Blade. And, um, you know, hopefully movies like that and Joker and, and whatever else comes out, maybe give them the confidence to, to risk it all with that. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I can I can see them pulling a 180. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the thing, the reason I don't think they will Uh-oh. is because of how well it did at the box office. Let there be carnage yeah. really, really well. And that was during the pandemic, of course. So, like, you know, I can start mm-hmm. to see sony say you know what this is our formula let's go just <laughs> let's just dive into it fully and i i wonder if they bring back andy circus to direct the third film did they even confirm that julius i really don't know um I, i'm not I, so when watching let there be carnage i had a i had a fun time with it i was doing i was looking at it in the, in the perspective of this is not going to be that same character from comics that i'm familiar with or e, or even the uh, the the third spider-man film you know, this is a character that is slated to be an anti-hero. They want to kind of get the 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 guy with the anthropomorphized partner, you know, to, to make it kind of cute and stuff. So I was looking at it in the way that I would look at something like the, the 2017 Justice League, you know, where I'm just like, look, I'm just here. Okay. <laughs> you know? And no, I, um, I, I totally got you, Julius. I, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No, it's all right. No, please. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say nothing. Yeah, I, I think that... I do my best when I sit down with these films, like the Venom films. Yeah. And I do my best to say, you know what? <laughs> it's not going to be great, right. but I'm going to still maybe find some laughs. And I tried that with both films and it didn't work. Damn, son. Damn. They just, they just got fatality right there. <laughs> um, I'm just so sorry, man. They're, they're both terrible movies. Well, so let's, let's talk about the separation of Venom um, because – it was confirmed in Let There Be Carnage that this was never a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it was on its own Earth, you know, its own 
plane of existence. Uh, part of the multiverse, maybe, sure, but not the, the main universe. So why do you think that separation was there? And who do you think initiated it, Sony or Marvel? I, I think the separation exists, or at least it existed at first, mm -hmm. because Sony didn't necessarily know if they were going to bring Venom into the fold or let Venom be used by Marvel Studios. So they were just like future-proofing themselves, just sure. in case. Yeah. But when they started to realize uh, Marvel, I, I'm sure Kevin Feige had a conversation with Sony, and they were like, hey, we're going to dive into multiverse stuff. Mm -hmm. That's when they said, oh, wait. So there is a shot for MCU Spidey to play ball with Venom, our Venom? Okay. <laughs> so I, I think that ultimately they they wanted to get Venom any which way they can into the MCU. So I I, I don't hate them for it. I, I don't think it's a terrible <laughs> idea. I just think it's a bad idea with the current iteration of Venom. So I, I do think that it's possible that we'll see Venom in No Way Home somehow. I, I, what do you yeah. think, Julius? Well, it's certainly, whether it be a good or bad approach, it's a messy one, especially when you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it's as tight as it is with the the continuity and, you know, the amount of films they plan out ahead of time, you know? And it's kind of like whenever these movies are mentioned or were mentioned, because now they're officially part of canon, it was like there's a, a elephant in the room, you know? Kind of like, and, and by the way, I appreciate, and this is somewhat related. Um, I appreciate you giving love to agents of shield on your channel, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause yeah, I dude. love that show, but that, you? that I love it. I, I love, I was watching that day one, day one. I was watching that oh, and that's amazing. It, it, there's that same elephant in terms of the, the, the canon of agents of shield and, uh, the main Marvel cinematic universe. So I feel like it's 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 unfortunate when that happens you know you can't get a straight answer out of anyone yeah it, it's it's a shame um i i think that sometimes these like these films these event films yeah they have to ask the question uh, do we want more characters to play ball or do we want to like lessen and thin out the roster because that's probably why they ignored Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because there were so many characters, dude. <laughs> yeah, don't say that, man. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Coulson is one of my... Coulson is my boy, okay? Coulson, he's amazing. He's the he's the one. You thought Neo was the one? No, nah, dude, it's Coulson. Um, nah. one, one thing I got to recommend to you, the fans are killing it on YouTube in that uh, someone edited... Uh, you know, Captain Marvel includes Phil Coulson in the 90s. And they edited the theme for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the scene when he shows up. It's like a little motif, you know, and it's beautiful. Brought me to tears. Watch that, James. I, I will, I promise. Yeah, please, because it's it's brilliant. Um, so one thing we got to talk about is uh, one thing we did talk about a little bit was uh, the tone. Obviously, it's got uh, you mentioned the buddy cop angle to it. Um it feels like a movie that wanted to be darker than it turned out, in my opinion. Do you think a darker tone uh, would have elevated it in any way or taken it down a couple notches? I, I think a darker tone would have elevated the movie because when it got serious, it just there was just like too much fluff surrounding it that yeah. I already was going into these more serious, darker scenes. 
just totally deflated. I, I yeah. was just like, uh, when the, when's the next punchline? And right. that's probably not the best thing because you're just your audience is expecting, hey, when is the next joke? Give me more jokes. I want to laugh. Why is this serious? Who's crying now? Like, mm -hmm. no one wants to see that. Oh, no one wanted to, I should say, because clearly they spoke with their dollars. They right. they went for the funny jokes, and <laughs> I I think that a darker tone would have worked. But again, what I think that they would have had to do is totally revamp who's directing the film now i i know we talked about like the writing and everything but yeah i think the directing comes down to it too because ruben fleischer I, I believe he is more of like that comical yeah like slapstick kind of guy so you're gonna want to bring someone in that is a little bit darker and that's what i thought andy circus would do because mm -hmm. he was he's he's done some darker takes on like like adapted you know material yeah but i just don't know why they went funny again but maybe that's because sony's like you know yeah. the, the money talks you know what i mean yeah absolutely this is uh, i think definitely representative of a lot of todd mcfarland's work during that 90s period where he would have the the very almost elegant dark imagery and there there'd be like these big uh ideas of of, of heaven and hell and death and life and everything like especially in something like spawn um but with Venom, there there were in comics, you know, they tried making him an anti-hero at one point and gave him jokes, you know, had him partner up with Spider-Man at some times. So I feel like they're really trying to adapt that era of comics. But that's, for me, not the most interesting era of, of his character, you know. I've always said that I think... Oh, Angel's calling me right now. Hey! <laughs> um, <laughs> so, here, actually, I'm going to put him on speaker and have him say something about Venom. I love it. Hey, hey, Angel. Hey. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm doing a podcast right now with Real James about Venom. Oh, what's up? Can you hear me? Can, Yo, he, he what's going on, Angel? I miss you, dude. We are Venom. Yeah. No, well, I, I might not be so much Venom okay, after well, this podcast. You guys enjoy the podcast. James, keep up the great work, man. Thank you, you too, man. He says, th you want to say something about Venom real quick? Can I call you after I call you? Or just say something about Venom. <laughs> Uh, Venom is okay, and I wish it was better. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll call you back. <laughs> all right, talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. You're not getting this on any other podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Nah, not, that's why we're GOAT. That's why we're GOAT. Um, what were you saying, James? I'm sorry. So you, you were saying that your favorite iteration of the character wasn't oh. the Todd McFarlane-esque yes. style. I've always said, uh, in my opinion, I've always said that Venom has one story and this might be controversial because there's a lot of different versions of venom but the story of venom excluding secret wars because that in my opinion doesn't really count is peter with the suit giving it up and then it going to eddie brock you know like i think that's the one that that people are most familiar with and it's because it's a pretty good story you know and and here they are stretching it you know like like it's the symbiote itself you know <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And and I feel like they might do the reverse now, right? Where like Eddie yeah. loses the suit and it goes to Spider-Man and then Spider-Man's got to give it back. Like, but I mean, that just for me is so, it, it's so backwards for no reason, but that's mm -hmm. because of the way it was established. Uh, you know, we, we get Eddie Brock with the suit with no mention of Spider-Man. Like that, you're right. That story for me is like the penultimate Venom story. And we just didn't get that. And that's a huge reason why the live action didn't work for me. Yeah, it's 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 a bit unfortunate, I got to tell you, man. Um, 
I already I'm looking through my notes. It says recommend truth and journalism. We already did that. James, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's, it's like I can't wait. It's like Venom mixed with the uh, the Joker method of filmmaking, you know? Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. I might watch this over dinner. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. It, it's not even that long. It's like um, it's like a 13 minute uh, short film. And it's very good. It's from the same channel that has the Punisher Dirty Laundry uh, short film with Thomas Jane, the dark R-rated Power Rangers short film with uh, Katie yeah. Sackhoff. Uh, same channel. You, you're gonna, you guys are gonna love it. No, um, dude, that's exciting. Thank you for that. Yes, uh, I'm curious. Uh, we've kind of talked a little bit about this, um, but I'm curious how what you think about this is Venom's implementation into the MCU. Is it a third film? Is it kind of in the way that Deadpool is being approached? You know, like, what do you think is the method? I think the method is Venom essentially, uh, I guess, I, I don't know, the, the multiverse stuff happens, right? Yes. Spider-Man sees Venom and thinks Venom is an enemy. It's right. like a dark version of his suit and, you know, it's a menacing look, so... Spider-Man ultimately thinks this guy needs to be stopped. He's a potential threat. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Venom thinks, oh, well, then this Spider-Man is a threat because he's trying to harm us, right? Well, you know, we are Venom thing. So if that happens, I, I would imagine that's how they introduce both characters to one another. They feud, but then they realize there's a bigger enemy at play. And I know this sounds very cookie cutter, but it's because of the way that they're trying to bring Venom in. Like, it, you have... They there's can't no do choice. it in the, like, yeah. there's no choice. You can't be too cute with it because then you lose your audience because then you get a little too convoluted and then yeah. it becomes Amazing Spider-Man 2 and you're yeah. like, no, please. No, <laughs> please. Uh, you know, because that that's such an interesting point in that they have no other real choice but to do kind of the they meet, they fight, they they fight the, the enemy uh, because th they took away the special aspect of their relationship in the first place, you know, say what you want about Venom being in Spider-Man three, whether he belongs in there or not. Sam Raimi did his damnedest to take that exact story and bring it to the, to life. You know, I, I think he really tried with that. That now, in my opinion, there are other ways that Venom could have been implemented uh, in that or not, but he tried at least, you know, with this, it feels like, that Ruben Flesher and Andy Serkis, I think they're trying as well, but they are dealt with a, a, a shorter hand, you know, <laughs> because there's no Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, that that's the issue is that I think the directors can only go as far as what they're, I guess, I guess what they're given the rights to use, because now we get into that territory of, okay, the likeness of the character, Spider-Man can only appear in like two or three more so-and-so, and then the contract is up, like little things like that yeah. is probably what's making these directors pull their hair out, but I will say, I think that if it comes down to either you do a Venom story without Spider-Man, or you do it with Spider-Man, you got to do it with and if that means delaying the film or the idea or the concept for like some years until you can sit down with Kevin Feige <laughs> and like get an agreement together then so be it I would have rather them wait on bringing Venom into a live action landscape like this yeah if it meant okay Spider-Man can come to play that would be fine with me but they wanted to get into the game really early and then let their carnage came out and then clearly they had the idea of bringing Venom into the MCU I think that that credit scene, 
I have a funny feeling that wasn't really like always the plan. You know what I mean? So it just seems <laughs> yeah. like an easy fix. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's going around. Um, <laughs> so uh, I got two more questions, and then we can wrap this up. Um, damn, I'm gonna have to do a lot of editing for this one. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry, by the way. No, no, don't even worry. Don't even worry. It's 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 equal. We're we're in symbiosis right now. Don't worry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, so my first question, first of the final questions is with his implementation, is it an actual Spider-Man film where he's an antagonist or is it a film? And would you want them to take that spot away from a another villain that could use it? You know, like, cause I've been waiting to see Craven versus Spider-Man. I've been waiting to see someone like, a, a chameleon scorpion, you know, would you want them to use a slot like that for Venom? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, see, the thing is, ultimately, I do think it will strip away a, a villain spot. Yeah. I don't think it'll strip away Craven because I think that they already said that Craven's in like pre-production, right? Yeah, with Aaron Taylor Johnson again. I I I wish it. Interesting <laughs> decision. What? You know, interesting. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so I I think that it'll ultimately take away from like the spotlight for a villain. I don't know if it'll take away the actual spot from a villain mm. the only thing is gosh like how many more years do you have as or with tom holland as spider-man you know so like you have yeah. to start wondering like when do we bring in the sinister six when are we getting everyone into the fold right julius yeah it's it's interesting i wonder if they're what they're trying to do is have these villains so that spider-man can be in them so that they can have other villains in his actual films I don't know. I mean, they announced recent or uh, Tom Holland himself was saying that at one point the third film was going to be a Craven film, you know. But obviously, with the multiverse stuff, that's gonna be something else. And they're doing a Craven film. And I heard years ago from the writer of that film that Spider-Man was gonna be in it. <laughs> so, wow. so maybe what they're doing is Venom Three is when Spidey is gonna be facing him. Craven movie, Spidey is gonna be in there. Um, and then we'll get other villains like Big Wheel in the in the actual Spider-Man yeah. films. I don't that's know. That's the thing. I I am I'm, I'm glad we can like theorize, and that, I think that's great. I love discussing like okay, the future of Spider-Man. It's so exciting. Yeah. I just wish at the end of the day, like the core of my disappointment and frustration comes with the characterization of Venom, like how this Venom is. Can you imagine Tom Holland, a serious moment, grieving over the death of a loved one, and then Venom come in and be like, cracking a joke? Yeah, I'm like, dude, yeah. come on. You know, because you know, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. They're going to, they're going to. I would have eaten them anyway. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Not going to lie. All right. That, that was freaking great. Julius. But you see, like in the context of the film, though, I do think that we'll start to get like Venom as the comic relief, but right. that does strip away from that, you know, sinister side of Venom that I yeah. love so much that we loved so much as kids. You know, I, that's the thing. I, they made a decision. They stuck with it in the sequel. And I think from this point onward until Sony says, screw it, we're going to reboot everything with Venom. It's going to be a funny character for comedic relief and there'll be no dark moments. And that is a shame. It is a shame. And that leads to my final question for you, James about venom uh i've been thinking in regards to spider-man no way home that this is a film that i think is about redemption i think it will offer redemption for our main spider-man and also 
Toby and Andrew kind of spiritually. You know what I mean? Andrew left off on bad terms as did Toby because 4 was canceled and Spider-Man 3 wasn't held up as great. So I think this will redeem those characters uh, and give them closure. Do you think that's possible with Venom's inclusion in the MCU? Hmm, I love that. You know, it's funny because one of my themes mm -hmm. uh, for No Way Home was forgiveness. I thought it was going to be a lot of like, you know, Spider-Man forgiving those who are against him, his enemies. And it, it, I mean, I, I thought that, okay, that's the vibe again from the trailer. So if I continue to view it like that, it's like, will I forgive Sony for Venom or this will I forgive this Venom for not being my cup of tea? But in terms of <laughs> when they fix this damn franchise. <laughs> right. But when when it comes to redemption for Venom, I think we might get a Captain Marvel situation here. And mm. that's probably the best case scenario where Captain Marvel, I still like that film, but I noticed the character was definitely much better and portrayed, I think, much more naturally in Infinity War and Endgame. So mm -hmm. I wonder if we get a Venom appearance outside of his franchise, his solo franchise, and the character is great, then I start to think, oh, so it is a director problem. It is a writer's problem. Yeah. So it's not a Tom Hardy problem. And that would definitely make me much more excited for the future of Venom. So I can see redemption coming into play, but only if it's done similar to Captain Marvel, where I think, okay, hey, this right. character can be pretty natural, you know, not always so stoic like in her solo film. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I think that I've been thinking with Miss Marvel, that's probably what's going to happen. Her become a bit more fleshed out and become a bit more uh, less arrogant. You know what I mean? Because especially now that there's a kid looking up to her and I, I would love it if that was kind of an approach with Venom and his inclusion, because I think the MCU is great at that. I mean, look at for a great example is Hawkeye, a character that people would call boring. And now his show, I love that show that's coming out. Like me too. Oh my God. It's, it's fantastic. So yeah, let's let's hold let's hold out for uh, for Venom, you know. Let, let's hold let's hold out for hold the best. You know what? Thank you, Julius. Because before this before this discussion, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I was like, <laughs> Venom is awful. I don't like this version of Venom. I can't wait till they reboot this thing in ten years. <laughs> it's like why is it, why did Julius have me talk about Venom of, of all the movies? I want to talk about Spider Verse. Well, no, it, it was man. the only reason. The only can I tell you? The yeah. only reason I would I I want to talk to you so I could do the the impression to you. Oh, I love it, dude. And you did a great job, too. Like and subscribe to Real James. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's YouTube hopefully generating those dollars, you yeah, know what I right. mean, for all um, the hard work we put in. I don't know anything about the monetization. I don't know what that's about. It's a joke. <laughs> YouTube's a joke. Yeah, man. But you know what? I'm actually kind of glad you brought me on to discuss this because it's been a while since I've been challenged to find the good in this film. Mm -hmm. I haven't rewatched it since I saw it in the theaters during a press screening. And that's because I, I think I get so frustrated, one. But two, I just don't enjoy the movie enough to where I could find anything redeeming but talking about it with you yeah i'm starting to like from the outside looking in notice where there are areas that they can definitely capitalize on and yeah. hopefully make a better venom 3 now it, it doesn't make me confident to hear that their intention was to double down on the formula for the second film yeah. because then it only leaves the door open for them to really just double down again yeah. for the third film but i i'm hoping that venom's appearance if we do get venom of course in the mcu alongside spider-man if his appearance is a little bit darker and it works 
yeah. I wonder if they go back to the drawing board and say, you know what, let's switch up this character a little bit. Well, I think this was definitely therapeutic for for us both, uh, <laughs> because uh, you know we we only want the best when it comes to this franchise. We, I mean, look at your poster back there, See? dude. Oh, sorry, other way. Yeah, dude. yeah, there you go. Come on, but you don't hate Spider Man. Come on. <laughs> no, not at all, man. I, you can can I tell you a story about that? Um, Please. So I I almost made the dumb decision, Julius, mm-hmm. to unravel the poster and put it in the frame and drive it home. And I'm like, what am I? Dude, no, why would I do this? I can just do this at home. I was in the parking lot so excited to like get it framed up and I'm like, why would I do this in the parking lot? But anything for Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, you had like one of those classic frames you'd see in a museum, gold trim and everything. It's this better than the blue boy. Fuck that, you know? (laughs) Oh man, well James, thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me, man, about Venom. Uh, It was difficult, but it's all part of the journey, son. This 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 movie's gonna kill it. Spider-Man: No Way Home. Uh, where can the people find you? Of course. So uh, before I plug myself, of course, uh, Julius, thanks again to you and Angel for providing the space for content creators to come through and just express their thoughts, opinions, and just have healthy conversation about film. Yeah. So again, you guys are great, and we just really appreciate you. I think I speak on behalf of all the guests. So oh, thank you man. again, Julius. Real James, you're too nice a guy. You you got you you got a, a voice for for angels, and you have uh you have a, a face for angels as well. Thank you. you. Even even though I feel like crap, but thank you. No, come on, man. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, the good people of YouTube can find me on YouTube just by searching Real James. That's R-E-E-L James. And on any major social media platform at It's Real James. This Wednesday, Spider-Man No Way Home review. It's coming. Oh, hold up. You've seen this movie? I'm seeing it. Okay, though. Okay. Okay. I'm seeing it. All right, man. Go, when you want, well, you know what? You're probably not even allowed to say that. So, so I'm not allowed to say when I'm watching it, but I'll just tell you that my review's coming Wednesday. Uh oh. Okay, dude. I'm, I'm turning off YouTube for the rest of my <laughs> life. <laughs> All right, James. Thanks again so much, guys. Thank you for watching. Please check out James's stuff. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. Uh, Spider Man, man. Spider Man is soon. All right, guys. Bye bye.